0: Welcome to season four of the Religion Podcast, where a rabbi and a reverend walk into a podcast and talk real about religion. Joel! Howdy, Eric. I only got the three in. I'm so out of practice on our one, two, three clap that I only said three clap. <laughs> we,
1: I didn't take that elective. I, I could do the please rise, please sit. But the knowing how to podcast after, what, six months, maybe more, a little
0: around there? It has been a while. It's been a minute, as the kids say. Your life has evolved quite a bit in the the most recent times. Tell us about what is new in Rabbi Eric world. I mean, we're all
1: evolving and changing, aren't we? But uh, well, I I think David was born when we were still podcasting the last season. But now my my then newborn is now uh, nine and a half months old. Um, I signed a contract for another five years at my wonderful congregation. And I guess those are the two big things. Whoop House whoop. Has stayed the same. Gosh, you're going from 10
0: to 15 now. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, in the South, it's really hard for a head coach to get a five-year contract extension. So I'm really <laughs> impressed that a <laughs> rabbi can do it.
1: Well, let's just say my contract does not look like what Kirby Smarts does, but that that is fine. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, you didn't win the national championship two years in a row.
1: No, but that's also a big change that we've, we've, uh, we we're, we're, go dogs, right?
0: Sick them, woof, 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 woof. Right. <laughs> We You're just, still a fan, I hope. You oh yeah, be. sure. My oldest brother and sister both went there, born and raised in Georgia while they were in when I was born, they were in college, so I knew that the whole time. I went to Mercer, the orange and black bears just in the middle of Georgia, but we didn't even have a football team when I was there, so we rooted for the dogs for sure. So, and what about you? For me, wow. Uh, We keep remodeling a house, uh, and Jill has entered her third year teaching down in Caroline County. We have—I think we're out of COVID. It feels like we're out of COVID. Our in-person worship attendance is larger at the end of—we totaled up all the people who attended any of our worship services this year— and it was more than in twenty twenty one, and it was more obviously than twenty twenty, because twenty twenty there were oh. we had six months of people not worshiping in in person. So um it's weird to see. But our in-person worship attendance is rising um this year over last year. So that was a good sign. Now I just need that to increase again in twenty twenty three to to make sure that I feel like uh something that we are saying and doing looks enough like God to make people curious enough to come close.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, It's funny and somewhat ironic that – so same with us. We're back to, you know, quote-unquote normal. Um, Some people do choose to wear masks at at events and meetings, and that's, of course, completely fine. Um, And I guess there are some things, little things here and there, like when our board meets, you know, rather than meet in the more intimate library, um, you know, we meet in our bigger social hall. So – there are still changes like that, but um, just this week, as a matter of fact, it, it we only got this l- last Thursday. Uh, we have a brand new uh, Zoom, basically what we're calling our Zoom camera. It's a camera that's mounted. You know, it's kind of a commercial purchase for us. Um, it's mounted in the back of the sanctuary. Um, it's re- controlled through a computer that's hardwired to it. But then I or most importantly, someone else starting in a few <laughs> weeks, can use an iPad to basically screen share from that computer and essentially control the camera through the service. And so why that's important is, you know, like we have a choir that when they sing, they're nowhere near me. And so if I'm using my computer to stream services, which is what I've done the past two and a half years, you can barely hear the choir, but you can't at all see the choir. And now whoever's in charge of the AV can just press the preset that says choir, and you see the camera pan and zoom to the choir. And it's Yay. a beautiful thing. And y'all are still zooming. But of course, the Right, but the fear is: wait, does that mean people are gonna stay home? And hopefully n- that's not. I mean, we we definitely have some families that are still choosing to be a little more cautious. Um, but the majority of the people who are Zooming are people that wouldn't be be there physically because they don't drive at night or it's not, you know, they're older. And so it, it's, a, it's a good
0: thing. Mm-hmm. And today's, ep- today's episode is number one in season four. And we're going to be highlighting all the stuff we're covering in season four. But I love this intro conversation, like the reason we started this in the middle of COVID, really, (laughs) if you think about it, holy cow, what were we thinking? Uh, Right at the tail end of it anyway, was to, to let people in on how two people who are Faithful religious leaders in different stripes of the religious world um, try to keep religion real. And we realized, oh my gosh, Zoom and YouTube, which don't feel very real, (laughs) they feel more online and virtual, they are a real way that people connect with community and see each other and, and listen to each other and share with each other. And what church or synagogue was four years ago, there were a lot who did not have zoom or YouTube or cameras in the space. And now, wow, it is an automatic assumed presence. And we have to design everything we do to be beautiful and experiential for those who are present and as best as possible, meaningful and helpful to those who can't be present or or who choose not to be. I'm glad you said as best as possible. You know, we don't need to go too
1: far down this zoom hole, but, um, you know, I don't know that I explicitly say this, but I think there is an implicit understanding that it, it is impossible to give both, quote unquote, audiences equal priority. Right. And ultimately, um, you know, in person is going to be the better experience. I mean, it just is. Um, that's not to say that, you know, I mean, I fought as hard as I could. I, I didn't need to because it got overwhelming support, but I fought very hard for the Zoom upgrade. Um, But it's not going to be perfect. The camera angle sometimes will clip off someone's face. And you know what? That's okay.
0: Um, (laughs) Or the top of their head. That's right. It's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, It's a weird thing. Like We we, we show up in worship and we realize, oh my gosh, to give the online folks the best experience, we need to put two mics on the congregation. We need to put a mic on on the piano where we've never needed one before we need to put an extra mic over on the lectern as well as the pulpit as well as on each leader and we need to have some choir mics now and and then i had you know of course a person who's worshiping in person say the piano is too loud now that it has a mic and i had to tell her <laughs> we don't amplify the piano into the worship space at all that that mic it, it does not send a signal back to the in-house speakers it is only for the at home live stream listeners so they can hear a little of the piano otherwise it sounded weird because it would you'd only pick it up through the pulpit mic and it sounded like it was in some weird can at the bottom of the ocean but but yep. it's hard to explain the difference in setting up a worship space experience for online and in person to the person who prefers online or the person who prefers in person they 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 battle with each other in a way oh absolutely absolutely Let's preview season four for the folks and let let's, them know let's what we're it. what we're imagining for this this new season that will get us at least through Passover and Easter.
1: <laughs> Wait does that mean does that
0: mean we know what we're imagining? We do have a plan. <laughs> I'm so impressed with us. We have this weird we little highlight layout. We yeah, do.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, pick one, Eric. Of all the topics that we've put out here before uh, each other, which one are you excited to talk about?
1: You know, I think, um, there's a few. One is, uh, in just a month and a half or so, uh, prayer. What is it? What isn't it? What can it look like? And, and something that I think both of us have a take on is what shouldn't it look like? Like, what doesn't constitute quote unquote prayer? Um, and, uh, One of your ideas, I think, appeals to me a lot, which is what, you know, original sin from both our traditions, you know, spoiler alert, Judaism doesn't have it, but we certainly, you know, have to grapple with it as it's it's a huge theological concept. Um, And sin is certainly in Judaism. So I think that'll be super interesting and fun. Uh, what, What about you?
0: Nice. That original sin. And we're reading a book right now called Original Blessing by Danielle Schroyer, where she takes issue Ooh. with the Genesis 2 3 definition of sin's origin, being in the garden, Adam and Eve, trying to eat from the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Um, and that's why that's on my list, right? We've got a pastor's book club that's studying that. And it's, and I just wonder from your tradition, uh, how you think of not original sin, but the origin of sinfulness um if it's not God and if it's not us, what is the origin of sinfulness and we'll spend a whole episode on that that'll be a fun one for me what so, the, Joel
1: just not to not to go off topic, but is this a book you would recommend?
0: It could be yeah, it's a Christian author so um but yeah, I know yeah, I'm
1: looking at it right now it looks cool
0: yeah but and it it picks on Christians a lot, so
1: <laughs> you might really enjoy it uh, no. <laughs> Some of my best friends are Christian.
0: Yeah, that's why you pick on us so beautifully. Um, so one that that I'm, there's a pair that I'm really looking forward to, and it has to do, these are like terms that are used around the social or political or religious space. And the terms, I, I think people throw them out and use them with the assumption of what they mean, but I've come to realize that in different societies, different cultures, or different religions, these terms may differ from one another. Things like... Israel. That is a term. It's a biblical term. It's a political term. It's a religious term. It has so many meanings. And I feel like we need to talk about that one. And right beside it are terms like Jew um, and its origin in the, the, the son slash tribe Judah or Judaism or Hebrew. Is that a language? Is that a person? Is that a culture? Um, and, and that will even stretch into some of the other extensions of that, like Gentile or the, the more Hebrew word, goyim, um or even the word christian, what is it? What does that word mean anymore? What did it originally mean, if anything, and when did we start using it and what does it mean today? I think those definition of those terms and how you or I or our people and our our uh, perspectives might disagree on that or have some similarities that's going to be a fun pair of episodes yeah
1: yeah I, I like that a lot actually.
0: pick another one or two do as, as a preview.
1: Uh, money. Um, I and some of these too. I mean, it, you can't it's talk
0: weird. about money. No, no, you can't talk about money and religion. That's a no right? no. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, no, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well,
1: what I was what I was going to say was with all of these, I think in previous conversations, you and I have maybe bandied about some of these, but we're really kind of giving. Some things that we're interested in a little bit more focus and depth, and one of these is money. Like what, like from my perspective, you know, is it is it a sin to be wealthy? Like is it bad to to have a lot of wealth? And I think, you know, just in modern culture, take religion out of it for a second. There's really a now. I want to be very clear. I am not a fan of Elon Musk, and that's to put it very mildly. But it's like there's this thing about like it's inherently bad to be a billionaire. And I think that deserves a little bit of exploration. And it's like, what what does it mean to have wealth? Is that inherently bad? And as a religious person, what should we have wealth? If so, what should we do with it? Should yeah? So yeah, I think it's I think it's. uh And if I'm being honest, it's applicable because like religion pays our livelihoods, right? Like mm-hmm. I said, like th- these are our full time jobs, and you know, and and we get reimbursed and. They're good jobs, and and I so I think there's there's a lot to talk about there.
0: Oh, huge, yeah, and money's a monster topic in in both the Hebrew Bible and the Great New Testament, where the use of money and how it is thought of or treated or respected or um, uh, earned, spent, uh, there are st- uh, religious judgments of us and how we we treat money so that's that had to be a topic for this year uh, another one that comes to mind for me is there's a a command where a, a, a teacher of the law asked jesus what is the greatest commandment in all of the scriptures and he goes back to a, a moses line in deuteronomy love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul or spirit with all your strength um, and then he adds one, well, love the neighbors yourself, from a different place. But I wonder what we mean when we say heart when we say mind or spirit or soul, what do we mean when we say body? What does it look like to love with those aspects of ourself? And I'm I'm interested to have that conversation. I think in our Western culture, we might differentiate heart from mind a little tighter. We might differentiate soul from body a little tighter than in the Eastern cultures or maybe even in the Hebrew or, or Judaism uh, history. So I'm excited to have that conversation. What do what those terms mean for you and for us got it
1: yeah absolutely and then too i think we have some spaces in case you know you and i have a Brilliant idea or remember what we did with, with the file where we wrote ideas from <laughs> like seven, eight months. Joel and I, Joel was visiting Georgia, uh, with his wife and, uh, I, I was lucky enough to be able to see him for a few hours at a, at a wonderful brewery and, uh, friends around us were giving us ideas for the season and I'm like excitedly typing them all out and, it is embarrassing that I cannot find it and I've checked all my notes apps, apps, iCloud, and I'm the person who usually makes fun of other people when they lose files because I'm like king of the backups and redundancies and I cannot find it. So it will just have to come to us again, Joel.
0: Well, you're, you're also king of the oh I don't like this app anymore I'll switch to this other one and see if it's any better so you true but
1: yeah. I am always I always do a save or a transfer of data I mean you are not you are not incorrect <laughs> my guess um, is you'll
0: find it in evernote or slack or oh God forbid rocket or some prototype app that you used for four I'm weeks. gonna. I am going to go
1: on record that in 2023, nobody should use Evernote anymore. But that's a di- totally different <laughs> podcast.
0: It was I used it for about two years very faithfully and then just stopped. Just cold turkey dropped oh. it.
1: Oh, I was a paid user. And you know, back in its days, so to speak, it was great. But there, there are so many better alternatives. But again, <laughs> we could do – it actually could be fun. One idea is to do like a tech – Episode of how does technology help our jobs, our calling, etc That could be neat.
0: Nice. Maybe love just it. for
1: me, because I'm, um, all right, we'll throw that in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And for you faithful listeners out there who have held on to us and waited for us to come back or or maybe are surprised to see an episode appear in your feed this morning, uh, we are grateful that you are still out there. We still have the same uh, religion podcast at gmail.com that is ready to receive your suggestions. Uh, you can find Rabbi Linder or me on a lot of social media things. If you have ideas or uh, topics that you want to suggest to us, we'd love to fill those into some of the blanks we've reserved at the end of this season so that your ideas become part of our conversation Uh, and send those questions or opinions to us. uh, And we really appreciate it when y'all like and subscribe to this podcast and share it and social media with others so they find out about us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, please do.
0: Please do. Any other topics that we haven't mentioned already that that rise to the topic top of your list?
1: No, but I, something I have been thinking about—not, you know—I don't know if it's a topic or, or you know, a short conversation we could have at some point is, I think religion is declining in America, and just to kind of talk about why, if we think that that's the case, um, what the reasons are for it, but also what are the, what might be the repercussions of that? Mm-hmm. Um, could be
0: interesting. Yeah, the whole spiritual but not religious um, to where. Well, and it
1: and and it's funny you just use those words, Joel, because um, tonight is my third pub theology, an idea I got from you, um, which we do at Cali and Tito's over on the east side, just to make you jealous of a oh. favorite place in Athens. And uh, it's a phenomenal. Uh, is it Cuban food? I don't know. Would you go? It's like yeah, it feels I mean, it's it amazing. feels
0: Central American, you know, more yeah. than yeah, yeah, Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: got it. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, the topic tonight is like, what is this whole thing about? Like, I'm spiritual but not religious, and like, what does that mean? And does it even matter? And kind of just have an informal conversation about that. That's that's what I'm doing tonight, hopefully with a few people that may
0: attend. Yay!
1: So if any of you are in Athens and want to come to Calientitos tonight. On the east side, not the west side, nice. We're not five points.
0: It looks like there there might be a couple more topics that we penciled in. It, it all has to do with uh, – it, it's in that same zone. If religion is receding but spirituality is maintaining, then then who is God and why do we use terms like fear or awe? around whoever God is? What does it mean for God to want or will something or command something? How do we know if we're honoring that or obeying that, respecting that? Um, it, it, what does that have to do with with faith? Um, can you be faith without religion, or are the practices of religion an extension of the belief, or can faith just be a trust without the, the habits and practices? Um, and then there's kind of a—we've left room for terms like Holy and sacred, or even sacrilegious or profane. Our culture seems to be having a fun time trying to figure out what is appropriate or reverent or holy versus what is profane or sacrilegious or inappropriate. And we've decided to cancel folks if they are uh, using the inappropriate stuff at the wrong times. So, how do we as clergy leaders differentiate holy from profane, religious from sacrilegious? Um, Those will be topics later in the season as well.
1: Yep. And and you know again just to just to be clear, I think our first 3 seasons we had a very definitive topic for each. I think with this one, uh it's kind of things that are hitting us, things that we're interested in. Um you know, it might be the case that we <laughs> there's a theme that emerges from them, but we're not intentionally kind of overlaying a theme uh, just each week we're gonna have kind of a, a different topic that we'll talk about and hopefully share some some interesting uh thoughtful opinions on
0: yeah I can't find the theme yet either it just feels like definition or disputed terms like all these yeah, terms or just are out there and loaded people, yeah loaded terms oh that's good like the the big one for me that is also we've got this as an episode and I'm looking forward to it is messiah or messianic yep. right in Christianity or around Judaism and then there's these messianic Jews that are in, right that aren't. Christian or Jewish I don't I don't know what
1: they are they're kind of both or neither I it's hard to tell yeah no, uh, we will we will definitely talk about that
0: right what that what does that term mean and how is that term used by those who who try to use it um, both in a religious or <laughs> against religion almost Woo! Yep. And, and right there beside it would be Zion or Zionist um, in, in the Christian faith there are a lot of Zionists and they scare the stew out of me. So we're going to have to talk about what, uh, how Zion is a beautiful thing, and how Zionist <laughs> is a scary thing uh, to to some of us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, how w- there's, you know, for me, we didn't. I don't think this is in our topics, but how terms mean something to one person that another person just doesn't buy into. So, for example, my big one, and this has been a. Uh, Kind of a soapbox of mine for a while now is like, you're either pro-Israel or not. You either support Israel or you don't. And I'm going to decide what, you know, litmus test it is for you to support Israel or not. And it's like, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, and so like Zionist, it can be a word in that same kind of spectrum.
0: Yes. Yeah, it gets conflated by some people as a synonym for Israel. Um, meaning the nation-state, but we'll we'll have fun with that one. I, in the Presbyterian Church USA, Peace USA, we have a really long relationship with the nation-state of Israel and being frustrated with the nation-state of Israel for how it treats its Palestinian neighbors and citizens. So, boy, we're going to have some good ones when we go through those topics. Um, I'm really looking yes. forward to this season— uh, you're working on you might this Might have stuff. to have some
1: bourbon Some <laughs> bourbon next to me But yes, yes. <laughs>
0: And for now, we are still 100% podcast, audio only. So uh, we record on Discord with each other and, and trim those recordings and then publish them out to you through all of your podcast streaming episodes. But we wonder, like uh, there are a lot of live streaming uh, podcasts where the video is taken and it later becomes an audio, we've considered uh, recording that as well and putting that out as an option. If if you would be interested uh, in seeing us on YouTube or Discord or Twitch instead of only hearing us on Apple or Spotify or one of your other podcast apps, we'd be interested to know if that's of interest to you. Uh, we're considering expanding our offering beyond just the audio to include the video live stream as well. We haven't committed to that yet but we're talking about it behind the scenes and we invite you to give your opinion on that idea correct again please do please do you got any um closing thoughts or benedictions or humorous stories for us
1: oh man humorous stories I, i'd have to think but you, you go first i I'm, now there's pressure
0: Uh, Not a humorous story. It was MLK Day, right, on... Monday. So here at uh, in our little town of Chestertown, we had a wonderful walk at eight o'clock, a march from the, the downtown fountain park all the way up to Washington College. A breakfast at nine o'clock uh, in the Washington College cafeteria, and then a program at ten um, led by the local Chester Valley Ministers Association, Washington College, and a, another local charity called Manari's Dream Alliance, um, and they asked me to do the closing benediction of the MLK program. And it, I I wrote something and I, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure what to say. I wasn't sure even if I'm the right person to say something at the MLK of it, look at me, right? Sure. Uh, so what I, <laughs> <laughs> what I what wrote- What do you mean? Exactly. So I I acknowledged that. And the little thing I wrote, I said, well, I pulled up MLK's I Have a Dream speech and I referenced it a few times and said, look at me, I don't think I'm the right person to talk to this. And then I sat down for the program and it started with someone reading the actual full content of his, I have a dream speech. And then the very last thing before me was a local state delegate who said how often his speech is cherry picked and misused by -hmm. people in power to say what they think is convenient to maintain the power that they have, absolutely, not to do what he was trying to do. And then I stepped forward for my benediction and had to And I got to do that. I got to say, I'm that guy. I'm that older, white, male, straight, Southern, Christian pastor who so often cherry picks his words, MLK's words. But um, I lifted up his language about there will never be peace and tranquility in our nation until we end the police brutality, how he didn't wait for all people to be judged by the content of their character, not the color of his skin. He said that about his children. Who were constantly being judged by the color of their skin and had no chance of being judged by the content of their character. It was not a universal request that was gonna go both ways. It was a demand that it yep. finally go towards his children and people that look like his children, and how often that stuff gets sidewindered. So I I was so honored to be invited to give that closing benediction. And and as an older straight white male Christian pastor from the South, um i I hope I did it carefully and well enough for them um so that the, it his message is remembered not 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 those of us who look like me who've mangled it and distorted it over this over the decade since his assassination
1: yeah that's great, that's great. well, after you said that, I'm not going to share any funny stories that's I think that's that's a perfect way to kind of put a coda and then we'll
0: continue one story from you nothing come on make it 50 50 for me i'll edit this out Oh, what do i got i don't even know let's see what's the lesson of being a father a double father now
1: not comparing not comparing uh so you know every once in a while i'll be like aaron look your brother's not doing that and uh that's not that's not a good story
0: Thank you for joining us on the Religion Podcast today, where a rabbi and a reverend walk into a podcast and talk real about religion. I'm Reverend Joel Talbert, and on behalf of Rabbi Eric Linder and all the Religion fans out there, we thank you for being with us today and invite you to send us any feedback or suggestions or topic ideas to podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep it real.